Hey guys, and welcome back to the Ducks and Dogs podcast. My name is Mike here once again with my co-host, Matt. How you doing out there today, Matt? I see you're back at school. I am back at school. Um, it's going pretty well. We start spring ball this week. That's exciting. You can um, participate this year. I can. I can actually play the thing that I'm on scholarship to do. I, so I'm, I bet your coaches are glad. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, so there hasn't been a lot going on. I wanted to let you guys know before we even dive into this episode, we're obviously going to go over what's been going on, but like, you know, there's not a whole lot, especially considering, yeah, Oregon is still in the NIT for basketball. Okay, whatever. But like Washington isn't in any tournament for it. Is Washington women's in any tournaments? Oh, no, they're worse than the men's team. Exactly. And so... And this isn't just an Oregon podcast, so we're not just going to sit here and talk about all of Oregon's sports when Washington's sports are all terrible besides baseball and softball. Pretty much today will be like a quick recruiting update. Like, that's really all it's going to be, because <laughs> that's all we have to work with. So, And it might be a lot of that heading through the offseason if we don't have anything to talk basketball seasons is over that people will listen to that if we do an episode solely on baseball or softball it's gonna have one view and it's gonna be me <laughs> two because i'll watch it also exactly two so. views so there's uh, truthfully we're it's gonna be a lot of recruiting coverage any you know news we can get or any fun topics we can think of but those are even harder to come up with than i thought they would be yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so before we dive into it has there been any recruiting news with Washington at all? Um, you know, I have a couple <laughs> sources. Matt has sources now. Shocker. Sauces. I know. He he's he's tied in a little bit now. Um Rashada is pretty much completely off the table <laughs> at this point. Agude is also looking not likely unless something changes very quickly. That's probably off the table. Again, this is all subject to change just as of right now, is what I know. Um, also for in-state recruits for Washington, um, they're getting, you know, they're getting a lot of attention from Washington staff, which is good. And people like the new staff winning this season is of the utmost importance. If they want to build the fence, like they're saying they're <laughs> trying to do, which that coaching staff has said, it's their main focus to build the fence around the state, which is good. You know, they got to win. They could do really, really well. And it will be really hard to build anything more than a chain link fence. I'm telling you right now, a lot of the in-state recruits are looking to next season to see if Washington is even going to be an option for them. Yeah, exactly. So to be an option, that's that's not even mentioning putting a fence around it to where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to Washington. That is Well, I mean, baby steps. You got to win for sure. to even be in the conversation, Baby steps, right? yes. But with, like, so with the guys who are yeah. out west now, it's with Lincoln, mm. mainly... L L the elephant in the room, Lincoln at USC. Yeah. It's going to be hard to, if Oregon wanted to build a fence in just Oregon, that would be come hard. Like guys, landing guys like Keith Brown would be harder than it was. Yeah, uh, and even, I mean, Utah has been in talks for some of these Washington guys that are looking really good right now. Yeah. That's um, a, that's Miami's tough. in that mix. That, yeah, that is tough. Utah's <laughs> in talks to steal your players. That is tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Jabari, by the way, for anybody that's curious, Jabari right now is, really looking like utah's the place for him but we are earlier in the cycle it could change everything's subject to change they gotta win huskies gotta win they gotta have more than a 500 season if they want a chance at these kids which honestly like after the season they had last year no guarantee my my it's definitely not a guarantee it might even be a tall task 
they have the talent on the roster. DeBoer's got to prove that he's 50-50, the guy, I think. Uh, Quarterback's yeah. going to hold you back. Yeah. And it'll be tough. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be really important to make good impressions on a lot of these kids. Because if you look mm-hmm. at, speaking of recruiting, Oregon had their recent recruiting visit, and they just had uh, Josh Connerly and uh, Jaden Wayne they, on campus. And Caleb Presley. And Caleb Presley. And I believe with all three, I'm not 100% sure on Presley, Oregon's in a better position than Washington is for all three of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I can't remember on Presley. Presley might be 50, um, 50 on that, but yeah. either way, it, it's not great in the state of Washington. You got to win. We've went over this a million times. He's got to win out there. Kalen DeBoer has to win. But it's like even more so than we've mentioned before. Like it was like, oh yeah, he's got to win. That's a given. It's not a given anymore. Like it is a fact. Like it's recruits required. have talked to people about this. Like it is no longer just like a, oh, you should probably do it. Like you have to, you have to win to land these recruits now going forward for 2023. If you can't do it in 2023, recruiting down the road is going to be a bit rough. Like 2024 has yeah. got some dogs in the state that you really want to land. Like it's already the, <laughs> and you could say it was misworded all you want, but when one of the better players in your state is saying, and quote, I can do better for myself. Yeah. I don't care how misworded that is when it comes out like that. There's a reason it came out like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not a great spot they're in. They have some momentum, you know. They hired a new staff. New staff always brings momentum. Whether the yeah. fan base likes to hire or doesn't, recruits are like, okay, fresh slate, cool, let's get it going. And they have some half decent momentum. They've landed some good transfers this cycle. It's obvious that the recruits are actually paying attention to Washington mm-hmm. again. You know, like they had with Peterson. They're at least looking at them. People are taking notice, and they're like, hey, like I like what this staff's got going on. Got to see if they're worth a shit though. That's what people are waiting for. And we kind of got ahead of ourselves with Jimmy Lake and his staff. And look how that turned out. Like, everybody's kind of just holding back saying, hey, whoa, like, is this the guy? Got to make sure this is the guy. And I, like, I personally love DeBoer. Like, I hope he does well. He's a great football mind. Guy's got to recruit. He's got to. He's got to find a way to win and then recruit. My thoughts, I just, just now thought of this. So this might be a little misplaced, but. DeBoer might be one hire too late. Like, he should have been the hire Jimmy Lake was. He's a guy who could take over a talented roster and win with it and then maintain Mm. that momentum. He's not going to develop a talented roster. He's not going to just build a roster by being a recruiting workhorse going out there and landing all these elite players. I will will say the strength staff that has come in has done a phenomenal job with those guys. The people he has built around so far has developed pretty well. Mm -hmm. Obviously, don't know how that translates to the field yet, but like... Strength and, like, you know, build-wise, guys are putting on weight. They look really good. Like, that strength program got them right this winter. Yeah, so. you gotta, you just got to hope it doesn't end up like uh, Oregon was having issues with. Guys were putting on muscle and looking really good, but couldn't exactly. stay healthy. There's a, there's a balance. You have to be athletic still. And for, for some of them, like, for instance, Flo, people were talking about, oh, yeah, it was Feld's fault. He was hurt. No, it wasn't. And they were freak injuries and, on walkthroughs. That man was still as athletic as he was in high school when he put on that weight. He was going to be a beast. So, yeah. And Feld, he left Oregon. There's no need to be salty. He's still regarded as one of the best strength coaches in the country. Yeah. He's like, doing good things at Miami, I'm sure. Like He's going to do good things wherever he's at. Whether, whether, yeah. he's, whether Miami succeeds or not is a whole different story, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be in fault or solely blamed on Feld if they don't No, I agree. He, he does his job. Well, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, going, going past on that, 
you know, we have uh, recruiting for Oregon. They had that big weekend where they Huge had weekend. multiple five stars on deck. They had a lot of guys visit. Nico was not one of them, but Nico, we already touched on, I believe, last episode that he's starting to lean more Tennessee. Um, yeah. Speaking of Rashada, if Nico does go to Tennessee, that would all but guarantee Washington had no chance at Rashada. I, I'm just saying the stuff that fell through with his brother transferring, <clears throat> like, oh yeah, played a big role, and it's pretty much like done deal now. Like very slim chance. Again, things could change. Always that little asterisk, but right now it's they got to look elsewhere for quarterback. There's a quarterback in the state that you're still not leading for, but hey. Yeah, nice to have Jabari, but go Utes, am I right? <laughs> um, so speaking of that recruiting weekend, I'm not 100% sure both were there. I believe Jurion Dickey was. But Oregon has gotten two crystal balls from Steve Wiltfong for Jurion Dickey and Kyler Casper out of the class of 2023. One is a 6'2", 210-pound athlete. The other is 6'5", 195-pound wide receiver. Both are really solid gets. Both rated somewhere in the 9'4s for the uh, composite ratings, which is really good. good. 94 That's something. <laughs> Kyler is nearing 95. I think he's like 94, nine, 94, eight, something like that. So those are some really solid uh, plays. And I do know just for those who are listening now uh, at around two this afternoon, Greg Biggins did put in a crystal ball with eight confidence of Nico to Tennessee, mm-hmm. which is significant. Greg Biggins is the West coast. One of the West coast recruiting guys, him and Brandon Huffman. And with Greg Biggins and Wilt Fong having picks in for Nico to Tennessee. Seems pretty likely at this point, along with that freaking NIL deal that's mm-hmm. been thrown around of $8 million. Yeah, I think it's over for the full four years, though, is the thing. Okay, but... That... Well, but I mean, given given <laughs> what quarterbacks have been getting, I look at what yeah. look at what Caleb Williams just got to go to USC for a You're single... still paying an 18-year-old kid $2 million a year. Like, holy shit. There are dude. plenty of 18 year olds to make that. Kind of... How much do you think LaMelo would have made if there was NIL and he went to college? Oh, a, a bunch. Or Zion. Like, I'm telling you, like, the money still, like, just because it happens doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it makes yeah. sense when it's four guys like quarterbacks in, yes, in yeah. college or four stars in basketball. It, it's mm. not going to be a terrible investment for them, it's not going to end up being horrible. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it looks, as of right now, things, obviously, as Matt had said with the other players for Washington's recruiting, things could change with Nico, especially mm-hmm. once he gets on field for the Oregon official visit. It did look like Tennessee went absolutely all out, and when he it visited Oregon, obviously, it was a recruiting visit, so they were pushing for him, but it didn't seem like anything out of the ordinary for Oregon. It's just like, hey, you're one of, like, 50 kids here. <laughs> they had his, in, like, that entire basketball stadium chanting his freaking name. Tennessee basketball's like an insane brand. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. You got I, that kind of buzz around a program you're not even going to be involved in. Ooh. I <laughs> wish we had him for an official before our basketball season was pretty much over. I mean, we don't <laughs> even have fair. our players showing up for games, let alone fans. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it would be nice. But things, I do think it's going to really hinge on that Oregon visit. Once he officially visits... They yeah. could pull out all the stops and have. They had Mari, Mariota was in Eugene this past weekend. Mm-hmm. If Mariota is on campus when Nico is on there, that would be he, Nico idolized Marcus Mariota, Man. and a lot of players out west do idolize guys like Marcus Mariota. So it, so it could play. Yeah, it could play a factor. But as of right now, it's obviously leaning towards uh, Tennessee, and yeah. 
I don't know if you saw yesterday Brandon Huffman's pick for Utah to Gabari. Yeah. Is that that's I mean, why you're basically referencing Utah? Well, I, I even knew that a couple of days before that, but it was pretty much we were just waiting for somebody to make an official prediction on it. Yeah, and uh Utah so. is actually trending for a five star too. Yeah. A wide receiver. Utah's what is Utah's picking it up? What is his name? Carnell Tate. Yes. Carnell Tate out of Bradenton, Florida at IMG Academy. Utah just got... Oh, that's not Utah. That's Ohio State. I am tripping. Never mind. Ignore yeah, that. I teams, said nothing. They played each other. They have that in common. They played in the they, They're Bowl. red and white on the logo, you know? Got some... Eh, I guess Ohio State's got the silver, but, you know. Close enough, you know. I, close close uh, enough, dude. Anyone who's listening to the podcast, don't mention that. Fuck you. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Go Utes, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Oregon's recruiting is looking really well. Uh, Oregon's in the NIT for basketball. They did not look like they wanted to be there at all and still beat the brakes off of Utah State, who is like the was the 46th team in the Ken Palm. Yeah. Uh, I re- <laughs> It's really a shame that they ended up in the NIT because you've just seen with, with how they beat Utah State. Like, this team doesn't deserve to be in the NIT. They need to, they should be in the tournament, but I, they have their chance. I would love to see the AM and Oregon game if they end up playing in the NIT, bro. It'd be fun. AM is pissed off that they didn't get in. Holy cow. And then Oregon's talented, obviously. <laughs> Oregon just does not care right now. They're just like, man. Be done with this yeah. shit. Oregon's gonna be stacked in basketball next year. Mm-hmm. They have like five or six five stars on the team. Nice. Let's hope yeah, we don't Washington, pull a Washington. Uh, yeah, one of their guards just entered the portal, so got that going for him. One of your better players. And he didn't really play, so kind of makes sense. But to be fair, do you have better players? Than this? Well, considering Brown is graduating, no. <laughs> oh shoot. Oregon actually got crystal balls for another five-star basketball player, Mookie Cook, a small forward out of Arizona. Oregon just got recently two crystal ball picks for him. Nice. So, yeah, recruiting is looking good, uh, but, you know, nothing else. (laughs) Hey, if it looks good, that's all that matters, right? If it looks good. But, yeah, that's (laughs) honestly truly about all we have to cover. And this episode what? We could do do a little March Madness pick if you filled out a bracket. We could. I did that. not. Throw me some games and I'll pick them right now. Oh jeez. Well, I was just gonna say who you got in your final four and winning the whole thing. Final four. Hold on. You talk who you got and I'll find out who I got. All right. So, uh, Matt knows ball uh, tournament challenge bracket here. Um, reading off what I got. Of course, you know, no truck stops winning my damn basketball tournament. I got Arizona taking the whole thing. I don't think that's a surprise. A lot of people have that going. Um, And also, I got UCLA in my Final Four. I have Texas Tech in my Final Four. I have Iowa making a run to the Final Four. So, And then I got Texas Tech and Arizona playing in the Finals. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Uh, Some other notable things I have happening. I have UAB, Virginia Tech, Loyola, Chicago, Creighton. Um, all Loyola. those teams making the Sweet 16, which are all underdogs. Loyola not doing nothing without Jane. They'll be fine, bro. The only thing is, here's my thing, though. Loyola, Ohio State, I think whoever wins that game is going to go on a run. 
because Ohio State is stacked. They got talent, and Loyola is kind of a sleeper team at 10. Shoot, uh, everyone wants me to sign up for something to see a bracket. <laughs> I don't want to sign up for nothing. Oh, printable. Thank you, Athletic. You we know, love you. You could just say the Pac-12 teams are going to make it. That'd be your easiest option here. Yeah, but, you know, I want to be for real. I'm scrolling through these teams real quick. Um. All right, so out of the East, I got... Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna take a not full Cinderella, but sorta of Cinderella. They're not like a they're not a one through five or anything, but they are the six seed Texas. You're taking Texas. I that's actually I've seen that pick quite a bit. People like Texas this year. I'm taking Texas in the West. Ooh, I like this one. I'm taking. Huh. Hmm. You know what? I'm, I wouldn't actually bet them, but I'm just going to say this for the memes. Texas Tech. Yes, Texas sir. Tech versus Texas in the Final Four. after Love me some the Texas Tech defensive the, basketball. After the coach flip-flop. <laughs> Flipped. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be insane. That'd be a fun game. And then I got... Oh, who's in this division? Let's see. Oh, do I want to... Uh, I don't know if I want to take Arizona or if I want to take the fighting Nikos. The fighting dude, Tennessee looks good too. I like them a lot. I think if how those they, two how teams they were play, a three seed is nuts. Yeah, I mean they lost some games along the way. The end of the season though, they just looked so strong. They looked so good, dude. Mmm. Back the pack and fuck Tennessee for taking our quarterback. Arizona's making the final four out of that bracket. Guaranteed. Uh, and the bottom bracket, I could care less about any of these teams. So who sounds fun to make it to the final four? Hmm. Who the fuck is Colgate? Is it toothpaste? <laughs> I have the beating Wisconsin round one, actually. Uh, I could beat Wisconsin in round one. But anyways, uh, who the hell? I could care less if any of these teams make it. and But I'm not going to pick the one, and I'm not going to pick fucking... Auburn. Um USC's in that bracket. Yeah, I know. Miami's in that bracket. You're like a pseudo Miami fan. You shook hands with Mario Cristobal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of you, Matt. I'm done with you, Matt. I'm done with you. you the Crystal Ballers, bro. Do send I send it? Do I super do I wait, send it Crystal Ballers or send it Super Cinderella? Oh, ghost either one. Hmm. We're making brackets in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, we? we're doing it. <laughs> Super Cinderella. I'm taking Jacksonville State to the final four. <laughs> Is that the Oh, it's the fifteen seed. No, because Texas Southern, I don't even know where the fuck they're at. It's south of Texas, I bet. Obviously Jacksonville State's in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But not Florida. Bro, watch out for my Jackrabbits round one. I'm just saying. Where's South South Dakota Dakota State? (laughs) I already know. I already know who your Jackrabbits are. They play uh, Providence, which is actually a winnable game for them. And I'm just saying, South Dakota State is the highest three-point percentage um, make percentage in the country right now. Oregon's going to win the NIT and then somehow sneak their way into the March Madness Final Four and win it all. 
It's going to get to the Elite Eight, and a team's just going to drop, and Oregon's going to show up in their uniforms. Exactly. So, if all these teams make it, it would be Texas Tech versus Texas, Jacksonville State versus Tennessee. Oh, I thought you took Arizona. Oh, yeah, Arizona, because back to pack. Okay. Yeah, and also the Fighting Nikos. So, I got Texas Tech beating Texas to make the national championship to play against out of Alabama. Bama, Jacksonville State, they would be playing in the national championship, and then Oregon comes in and wins it. After yeah, the, <laughs> the national championship ends, all the lights turn off, and Oregon walks out of the tunnel. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. Yeah, no, like fucking some end of a video game shit. <laughs> but you, you know what? Hold on, I got a bone to pick with this fucking committee. You're dead ass telling me you'd rather have Texas Southern, Norfolk State. Wright State slash Bryant? Who the fuck are they? And Georgia Half of those State. are auto bids, though. You gotta remember. Fuck their auto bid. Take it away. <laughs> okay. If you're talking hey, if you're talking Kempom, I think Oregon gets in. I think Colorado gets in. I know Oklahoma gets okay, in. Okay, you got I'm Delaware. Sure also gets fucking in. Jacksonville State. Who the fuck is St. Peter's? I don't even know. Uh, up here, who the fuck we got at the fifth? C.S. Fullerton? That don't even sound like an actual college. That sounds like a <laughs> law firm. <laughs> like... The law firm ballers. I'm gonna keep it 100. Matt, if you had to bet yeah. your life on it, how many of these teams would you guarantee would be Oregon? In the whole bracket. Guarantee. At least half of them. The whole Half of the whole bracket guaranteed beats Oregon? Yes. One of the number one seeds barely beat Oregon. They do it again. Barely beat Oregon. Oregon keeps it close with every single team in this entire bracket. I'm telling no you, they lose to Baylor by bad. two, and then they'd lose to Delaware by two. <laughs> Longwood by two. <laughs> so Oregon football has invaded the basketball program, is what you're saying right now. It's a culture. It's a cult it's just a culture thing. Uh like we're especially in the south division or like the midwest we're smacking half of the we literally smacked half of those teams we embarrassed so many of them why we gotta choke couldn't tell you man why we gotta take a two when a three wins the game those damn buffs it's not even those damn buffs this player is showing up one day and then looking like me the next <laughs> <laughs> Michael Black shame. starting guard for the Oregon Ducks. Would have put the same <laughs> fucking numbers up. <laughs> Yale fucking made it. <laughs> Yale. You telling me them white motherfuckers playing basketball out there? Attack of the nerds, bro. It's the prowess. That's like, see, well, you know, I guess the sports teams are obviously different. But the, when this school's enrollments are like fucking 94% when all white guys like BYU, like, why would we lose to these teams? Like, why are they better than us? I don't understand. <laughs> I If we lose to BYU I in football next year, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. That's, I don't know what. Look, bro. And I mean, they're a good team, so it's it'd be an understandable loss. But from my perspective, it would not be. I already know you're going to be talking shit all week, too. Oh, for I already sure. know. Fuck BYU yeah. fans. Fuck BYU. You're gonna have the you're gonna have all the Mormons out for your head if they win that game. Bro, they don't have internet. 
<laughs> they're Mormon. They're not Amish, dude. Same fucking difference. <laughs> Same fucking difference. Wait, are the Mormons the Jehovah's Witnesses? They are. Yeah, they're the ones who be walking up to your door like, you want to meet the Lord? No, but you will if you keep knocking on my fucking door. Uh, hate them. There's though. a difference, actually. Uh, nobody gives a fuck. We don't like any yep. of them. Let's be real. We don't. We don't need this to be a theology lesson. Also, theology. if you are watching this podcast and you are a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon, we don't actually hate you. We are joking. <sighs> Mike might not be joking, but I can speak for myself. <laughs> so Mormon probably don't hate you. Jehovah's Witness, go fuck yourself. Hey, don't knock on my door. We're nobody cool. wants to talk to you. Like, just stop doing that. No, nobody wants you to do that. Oh, nobody. No. This is this is gonna resurface nobody. in two years. Oh, it's going it to. Is. And guess what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Well, at least you've this podcast here before I've, our yeah. now. <laughs> I've already saved my ass, so say whatever you want, Mike. It's fine. <laughs> hey, well, we want to thank you guys for watching this episode of the Ducks and Dogs podcast. Let's be real. If you made it this far, you're probably Owen. We miss you, man. Come back. <laughs> we need your piss bags. Dog. We need them. We need you to piss back. You aren't even gonna piss bag the Mormons. Oh, that's a missed opportunity. That's depressing. Bro. All right. Well, <laughs> this is the end of this podcast. This is the Ducks and Dogs podcast. We're D and D because we're depressed and delusional. That's how we do shit around here. <laughs> All right, guys. So true. <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode. This is Mike and Matt signing off. Later. <laughs>